Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show, Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and we thank you for joining us for another show. And of course, the purpose of our show is to challenge Mormon polygamists to check out your Bible and compare it with Mormon doctrine. And when you do that with the honest desire to learn God's truth, you will quickly quickly learn uh, that Jesus is our Savior and that polygamy really doesn't have anything to do with it and what a relief that truth can be. And if you or anyone that you know is in a polygamy group or in a polygamous situation and they want to get out or if you want to get out you can give us a call we will help those who want to escape we'll provide a safe escape and also a safe place to go everything that we do is held strictly confidential we have a toll-free number it's 877-425-9993 give us a call and we will help you if you want to make comments about our show or about any of our shows you can email us, email at whatloveisthis.tv, or for any telephones regarding topics or guests that we have on the show, you are welcome to call us at 385-240-2888. And I would like to introduce our returning returning co-host, <laughs> co-host Earl Erskine. Hi Doris, how are you? I'm good, and yeah. you're good too, I can yeah. tell already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, on tonight's show, we're going to talk about some interesting scriptures. Um, the yeah. Mormon Article of Faith, number eight, oh, yes. uh, is, uh, the, of course, the polygamists believe in the Article of Faith, Article, all, all, all of them. All 13 of them, yeah. Right, just like the Mormons do. But the eighth part, uh, Article of Faith, uh, in part, says, I think you're going to quote that for us, the yeah. part that we're going to use. We believe the Bible to be the Word of God as far as it is translated correctly. As far as it's translated correctly, yes. and those who believe that the Bible has been corrupted and mistranslated haven't investigated for themselves the truth that's, of that statement. That's what I found out. And they haven't <laughs> found out the, history, the truth of the history of the translation of the Bible. Polygamists reject the Bible as being the trustworthy word of God, just like the Mormon church does. Now, being born and raised in a polygamy group can be a traumatic experience, and it's also an abusive experience for many women and children. Parents or the leaders often use God as their threat against us. Every hardship imposed on us was his idea, they say. We couldn't expect, expect his blessings if we didn't live up to his perfect standards all the time, and if we rebelled against polygamy, of course, God would condemn us. Mormon doctrine taught that females were under God's curse, which is why we had to submit to polygamy. This is what Brigham Young said. Yeah, from the teachings of Brigham Young, true, there is a curse upon the woman that is not upon the man, namely, that her whole affection shall be towards her husband, and what is the next? He shall rule over you. And they used the curse in, in Genesis chapter 3, where Adam God did Eve. not curse, by the way, did not curse the woman. But they also used that why we have to submit 
to sharing our husband. Mm -hmm. Now that's the Mormon rendering, but of course it's not the proper biblical interpretation of Adam and Eve. It's not even close. But when I finally got out of the polygamy group, I had made up my mind that I was leaving their pretend God behind me. I would never acknowledge or bow down to him ever again because he was a monster. And at the time, I had no idea that their God wasn't the God of the Bible. I couldn't even have known there was a difference. But there is a huge difference. And even now, I see people who escape polygamy groups, and they also leave behind everything relating to the polygamous God of the polygamy group. They've had it with God of polygamy and his requirement of polygamy, and absolute submission that they require to the patriarchal power of abusive men. But... I am perplexed when I see people leave the fundamentalist polygamy groups and then join the mainline LDS church. Why would they do that? Why not completely reject Joseph Smith and everything he taught and stood for? It all began with him, and he never recanted any of it. It's the same Joseph Smith who taught that we must that we must practice polygamy or, or, or be damned. It's the same Joseph Smith who threatened his wife Emma with destruction if she didn't bow to his polygamist activities. It's the same Mormon doctrine, the same requirements for salvation, and all of it in the Mormon church is just hidden a little bit more cleverly or covered up and compromised uh, through their... Uh, their changes that they make, and they all reject the Bible as God's word, just like Joseph Smith taught. There's little difference between the teachings of the Mormon church and the teachings of the polygamy groups, and doctrinally it's hardly possible to tell the difference with the exception of polygamy. And besides that, LDS doctrine requires polygamy in heaven. They hide it, but it's still in their books. Yes, it is. The fact that the LDS gave up polygamy was a compromise. It was not a doctrinal decision. Joseph Smith taught it was an everlasting command and covenant. Everlasting. Several other early Mormon prophets also taught it was everlasting and that they would not and could not ever give it up. Because of huge errors about God that we were taught, we thought it would be interesting on this show to present our polygamous or ex-polygamous viewers <coughs> with some very precious Bible passages that the polygamy groups didn't teach us. I was never, ever taught that despite the fact that I was a sinner, God loved me. But that's the message of the Bible. Polygamy groups don't teach that sins are completely paid for by Jesus Christ and forgiveness and salvation comes only through their faith and trust in him rather than in polygamy or any other kinds of good works. So we're going to uh, share some awesome Bible verses that your parents or polygamy group probably never taught you. Passages that teach us about an awesome God, one who loves us with a love so powerful and merciful that when we get to know who he really is, we want him. We don't want to reject him. And we will reject everything that smells of religion because knowing God is not a religion. These passages demonstrate that God is not a tyrant that we were led to believe he is, nor is he a sugar daddy in heaven who just wants to pat you on the head and want you just to be, be happy, happy no, no matter yeah. what. 
But first, we must establish that the Bible can be trusted. Now, we know the Bible is true for several reasons, but we're going to bring up three of those reasons tonight. Uh, three good reasons. God cannot lie. He cannot give false prophecy. He cannot contradict himself, and every biblical prophecy given in the time frame for its fulfillment has been fulfilled precisely as prophesied. Only God can do that. Archaeology proves that historical time frames, historical people, historical nations and events actually happened as described in the Bible. And God promised that his word would never fail, never pass away, and it would endure forever. And those are three very good reasons yeah, that we can use logical. to prove we can trust the Bible. And God has left a trail of manuscript evidence to prove that his word does remain pure and uncorrupted and that in them alone is the knowledge for eternal life. And since God is almighty and trustworthy, we can be sure that he is willing and able to fulfill promises that his word would never fail. Now, God wants a personal, loving relationship with you. And when you establish that relationship through Jesus Christ, many special promises are yours. First of all, He doesn't want us to live in fear. Yeah, I've got three scriptures here, two from Isaiah and one from Psalms. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Another one, you are precious and honored in my sight. And how precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. Now, there's so many special verses like yeah, that in the Bible I never are. even knew existed. God thinks precious thoughts toward you. Uh, he has redeemed you. It, it, that's past tense. He's already done it on the cross. That a work that right there <laughs> equals no polygamy required. Did you know that when we honor God, he will honor us. Did you know that if you will trust God, he will fight for you and he will be your refuge? We have verses for that. Yeah, from Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And another one from Deuteronomy 3.22, do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. Nehemiah 4.20, our God will fight for us. Now, these were promises that were given to ancient Israel, but they were his people, just like yeah. when people trust God today, we are still his people, and his promises don't fail. And it's not that God that, that God comes and, and, and is on our side, it's that we've chosen to be on God's side, and polygamy uh, or, or religion is not God's highway to heaven. There, These are pro <clears throat> promises that God makes to those who will trust in Him alone. Not in religion, and not in the arm of flesh, and not in polygamy, or anything else, but by placing your faith in Jesus Christ alone. And then these promises are real, and they're powerful, and they are for you personally, if you'll trust Him. Now, 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. They're yes in Christ. Yeah. Those promises in the Bible are yes in Christ. But you must be in Christ. It doesn't say they're yes in the church or yes in polygamy, but yes in Christ. All his promises are yes according to our individual need. God has good plans for us. Not the kinds of plans that I was taught in polygamy doctrine. Jeremiah. 29.11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. 
never heard promises <laughs> like that. Yeah, that doesn't up. sound like you'd hear that. Not even. We, we grew up fearful of the supreme wrath and hatred of God. And, and, and his fire may flash down from heaven at any moment to zap us for any no, m- number of reasons. But that's not the real God. When, when we reject everyone and anything that we think helps God save us and just trust Jesus, he will then accept us into his heaven. And he promises that he will never, ever leave or forsake us on our way into heaven. Yeah. We have some scriptures here yeah, on that. from Matthew and Hebrews. It says, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Never, ever he promises to leave us if we'll trust in him. The threats of religious leaders mean absolutely nothing to those who have placed their complete trust in Jesus alone. No church or religious authority can take away what God has given. In fact, when Mormonism threatens to remove blessings and gifts, we want you to remember another awesome promise God has given to those who will trust in him alone. Romans eleven twenty nine. for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Now, I know when people leave polygamy group and the LDS church, their religious authorities say, well, you lose this, you lose oh, yeah. this, you'll lose, you'll forfeit this. And, and all these things, they say Absolutely. they'll forfeit. But if they were really there to start with, they wouldn't lose them. Not they would not lose them. Not Romans eleven twenty nine. The gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. If it's genuine, you'll never lose them. And he won't take them away. No man can take them away from you. You cannot lose them. We have another scripture. Yeah, John, John. six thirty seven. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. That was so wonderful when I first found that verse. One that they never would teach us in the polygamy group. Jesus will never excommunicate us, ever. He'll never throw us out. Religions do that, but God never will. So whatever threats they use, you can reach out to Jesus, accept him and his gifts, and then you can laugh at the pretended religious authority and threats of Mormonism. I wished I'd known these wonderful things about God when I was growing up. You must up. have just had the biggest smile on your face as you <laughs> it was really so started exci- reading the Bible. You had to peel me off the ceiling. <laughs> I was so excited. Some of these things I found out. In the polygamy uh, environment, we grew up in fear. We were always taught to be afraid. We were taught how to lie. We've talked about that before because we were afraid of what people could do to us. But the Bible tells us that God is our protector. He protects those who belong to him, and we need to fear no man. Another promise from God that I wish I had known when I was growing up. A couple from 1 John. God is love, and there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. So, God's unconditional love, this is for us personally, that His love is, there's no fear in His love. So all the fear we had growing up obviously wasn't because God was there. Next, Mormonism uh, always uses fear. All of Mormonism that I know uses fear to control its members. They well, there's a threat of things. loss, that's for mm-hmm. sure. The yeah. threat of a lot of loss. Uh, fear if you don't leave polygamy when we're in the group. Well, God's love is not demonstrated in polygamy. But another 
awesome promise is that he not only loves us, but his love brings no fear. In fact, the, the scriptures just said that his love will drive away fear. Why wouldn't anyone want to trust God with these kinds of protective promises? It's verses like these that are the reason polygamy groups won't teach you the Bible. They're afraid you'd choose God instead of them. And no matter what, God will never forsake any person that has placed their full trust in Him. God can't lie, and so these promises are reliable. Will sinning cause God to leave us once we trust Him completely? No. Mormonism teaches that God's Spirit will be with us if we're good, but if we sin, then the Holy Spirit will leave it us. But that's not true. According to Jesus, we, He, the Holy Spirit, will never leave us or forsake us. So do we believe Jesus or Mormon doctrine? John yeah, 14. John 14. And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Now this is the Holy Spirit that yeah. God is going to give those who will trust in him. And, and Jesus said, he will be with us forever. He stays with us forever. He never leaves a biblical Christian. Another one in Ephesians chapter 1. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. The only sealing <laughs> for eternity yeah. that the Bible teaches is this sealing by the Holy Spirit. He seals believers to God forever. The Holy Spirit does it. We don't go to any rituals to get it done. And then he remains, remains with believers forever and ever. We don't lose him and he doesn't lose us. And the Holy Spirit's a person, not an it. This is so much better than Joseph Smith's version of God and eternal life. And trusting God is really quite the adventure. <laughs> it is. The adventurous <laughs> journey. It's more fun. It's less complex. It's more fulfilling. The promise are made uh, by a much greater person because God is greater than Joseph Smith and greater than any religious leader. Did you know that God wants us to live a worry-free life and that he promises to provide everything we need uh, if we'll place our trust in him? The polygamy group never taught me this. <laughs> From, from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
So he's commanded three times in this passage, do not worry, do not worry. That's what he said. Now, if the polygamy groups taught this, they would lose all the members of their united order and their kingdoms would topple because it is God who supplies our needs and he doesn't use the united order to do it. When we place our full trust in Jesus alone, he will take our worries and exchange them for deep abiding peace and promises to provide all our needs. Now, we're not saying that life in, in Christ that is problem-free, that, that we don't have any problems. That isn't true because we will always have problems. But we are saying that God walks us through every step of the way, through every problem. He guides us and he guides us with his wisdom and with his comfort and with safety through every trial and problem that we have. Now, we're not supposed to love and trust a church. <laughs> we right. are supposed to love and trust Jesus only. Yeah. And part of trusting Jesus is to trust him with our worries and our cares. Yeah, it first says Peter. this in First Peter, casting all of your care upon him, for he careth for you. Care, throw, and that you know that casting. When you get into the original word, it's like a man uh, or a woman uh, fly fly fishing. Yeah. They cast that way, way, way out there. That's the word for it. So that's what we're supposed to do with our worries and our cares. Cast them on Jesus, and He'll take care that's of them. He'll give you peace. That's a, that's the good news. Isn't it, it? It's awesome. Yeah, it's so it God wants us to live a life like that. The polygamist didn't teach about. God's unconditional love, they teach that we must earn his love and we can also lose his mm. love, but we can't lose it. This is what God says. In Isaiah 54, a couple of verses, though the mountain be, mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Now, these are great promises from God that only God can fulfill, and uh, they are there for those who will reject every other way and just choose his way. Earl, did you have promises like this in the LDS church? Promises of peace? The, the kind that we've been reading tonight where he promises to drive out our fear and take away our worries and cast our cares on him. <laughs> well, I guess I read those, but I, 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 as you do in polygamy, it's, it's what your efforts are. I'm making sure I get to the temple every month or every week, do my home teaching, pay my tithing. And so these verses didn't mean anything unless you were doing all that. Unless I was doing the work, yeah, and earning my own way to salvation. Were you ever kingdom. able as an as a Mormon to throw all your cares on him and not worry about all these things? No, no, that was not one of my options. <laughs> That's called inactivity. Aha, uh -huh. okay. <laughs> or or well. less active as it were. <laughs> Did you know that God cares about every tear that you've ever cried? And from Psalms, record my lament, list my tears on your scroll. Are they not in your record? And from Isaiah 25, the sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. 
This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Notice this. Notice it says we trusted in yeah. him and he saved us. He saved it doesn't us. say we trusted the church or joined and had or a testimony practice of, polygamy of, or, or, <laughs> a practice polygamy or testimony yeah. of Joseph Smith. It doesn't say any of that. We trusted in God and he saved us. We trusted in the Lord and so we yeah. rejoice and we be glad. No wonder Christians jump up and down when we go to church. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we don't have to rely upon our works. Yeah. We rely upon what Jesus has already done. The salvation that he has already purchased for us and given as a gift to those who will trust him. I had no idea that God was like this. And it sure doesn't describe the polygamous God at all. God actually cares about my tears. We just <laughs> read that. About my worries enough that he will exchange them for his peace. And finally, we want to leave you with these verses that during the hard times and sadness and challenges or whatever, we can trust his love. Some very precious verses. Yeah, Romans 8 is just one of the best chapters. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. So let, let's stop here for a minute. It says there is now, that's right now, Earl, Yeah. right now, that's now, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. That means if you fall over dead this minute and you're in Christ, you go right straight to heaven. Yeah. There's no condemnation. You're set free from the law of sin and death. Let free, yeah. Set free from it, absolutely. And then these next verses are so special. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that something? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. You can't sin enough to separate him from separate us from him but the thing is when we're in Christ we don't want to sin we mm. don't have a, a blank check to go out and sin all we want it's the other way around it's the opposite we want well, to live for somebody him. compared it to a marriage when you say I do in a marriage you're not uh, saying okay I do and then you go out with the plan of yeah. committing adultery and, right. and ruining your marriage. You you say, I do, and then you're faithful to your wife. It's a relationship of love <laughs> yeah. where you want to love and do for it's each other. It's not, okay, now I've got you. I can go eat, drink, and be merry like a Mormon would think a Christian thing. And that's you know? what we've been accused of doing yeah. very frequently. We think that once we get saved, we can do anything we want, but that's not true. These are God's promises. We just thought we'd bring to your attention. Uh, in His love... God draws sinners to him. We're all sinners. There's no one who doesn't sin. And all who have trusted the biblical Jesus Christ have these promises. And hundreds and hundreds more in the Bible that are written there for us. And they're available every day of our lives on our way to heaven. So get your Bible out, blow the dust off of it, and study it and find those promises. And then trust Jesus mm -hmm. alone for forgiveness and for salvation. Thanks, Earl. We'll be it. doing it next time. Thank you. <laughs> you know, when, when God created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, he created Eve as a helpmate 
uh, or help meet for Adam. The word help meet has been misused by those who believe God is more favorable to the male than the female. However, help meet means someone suitable for Adam, created equal to him so they would be equal partners with each other. The polygamous humiliation of women is opposite treatment from what God created women to be. Mormon polygamy and patriarchy has perverted God's design for male-female partnership and equality. That equality is modeled in monogamy where marriage is supposed to be an equal loving partnership where two equals one. Monogamy was God's original design for marriage and confirmed by Jesus Christ when he was here. Monogamy is still God's plan for marriage. Thank you. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of the Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again. Thank you.